0: following is kpb media Works production
1: choose your fighter so my brother he old, used
0: to do that for like an old people's place he used to do it overnight so if one of them one of the old people tried to escape he would have to tackle them but um, i don't know if you deal with that
1: no. <laughs> There's the type of people that people love coming home.
0: <laughs> there you go. And you're in a nice little section of the city. Hope uh, you're not dealing with any of them crazy people no, down no, there.
1: No, everything, everything's small, man. I can't complain.
0: All right, man. Let's make this quick.
1: mm mm-hmm
0: three, two, one Welcome to another episode of KPB cast guys with me today I have one of the voices of Dragon Ball Fighter Z with me. He's gonna give a state of the union regarding the community, its present, its future and some information regarding the pandemic. And we have with us Posey who by the way is the self-proclaimed most the man with the most beautiful eyebrows in the FGC.
1: I was only playing, I promise. <laughs> I heard
0: Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, might even be jealous of you, man.
1: uh, he got nothing to worry about, man. My bank <laughs> card ain't, ain't as large as his. You feel me? But how you doing, rap Good, everything good, man. <laughs> not
0: bad, not bad, man. Thanks for joining me, man. I really appreciate your time. Not a problem. And, and uh, let's get to this, man. Before we go on, did I see it right? Did you get chosen again to be the uh, one of the voices for the national championship?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The, um. For, for the Bandai events, I uh, I did a couple. I did a regional finals in France. Um. I did the national championship, the online series back in 2020 during the pandemic. Yes. So yeah, I did a couple cool voices. One one new thing coming up now. I'm finally gonna do my first ever major. Uh, I just got picked up for CEO, so that's exciting. Beautiful,
0: beautiful man. You see, guys, you know, hard work does pay off, and this man has really man. paid his dues. And congratulations to you, man
1: appreciate you, Raph. I appreciate that, man. I hope I bring my best foot forward that day. Yes,
0: sir, man. We're all going to be there listening for you bringing the hype, and we know this game is full of hype. So uh, let's get into it a little bit, man. Uh, right before Combo Breaker, and um, like I told Helst with the State of the Union regarding Tekken, I'm pretty sure you're in agreeance, the, the community is in agreeance. Combo Breaker 2022 was the return to normal for the FGC when it comes to offline events. You were there, I believe you were, because I'm pretty sure I saw you raising up um, the dude who won. And why am I, why oh, well, his very
1: proud, Yeah, I was there, I was there. Yes,
0: but, um, you know, let, let's hear your experiences with it, you know, being back you know into the grind with all your boys and everybody across the country and i'm pretty sure a big international scene take us through some some experiences of uh you know combo breaker 2022 for the dragon ball fighter z community
1: i mean a Combo breaker man um i think it's um head to head i mean i i believe you're aware of bone's birthday bash right that just yes Uh pretty much the tournament before that i think the the talent pool was definitely Neck and neck, like it was. It, you could, some could say, Common Breaker was a little bit strong because it had a little more French, but you could also say Buns Birthday Bash in terms of like competition. Probably the, the 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 player base was stronger. In other words, in order for you to come out of pools in um and Buns Birthday Bash, you really had to kill one to two killers. So that's why Buns Birthday Bash prior to Common Breaker was definitely the hardest Dragon Ball Z tournament. I want to say in the past two years since LCQs in 2022 and uh, yes. 2020, pardon. Um, but comebreaker might have an edge over it just because, um, it had more French players and it had lab coat galore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're going we to get to her. We're we going to get to her. had lab coat too, but wow, this tournament, man, I think it was only, it was only Yasha that made it to top eight without a lab coat. That's one person, man. Well, actually,
0: um, you know, it's cool that you're bringing up Bum's birthday bash, but I guess I was looking at it more because Bum's birthday bash, I'm sure it was a lot of East Coast killers. Um, I don't know if any West Coast, Midwest people made um, made it over here. It was during the time when the, you know, the restrictions were a little bit down. Did any international players make it to Bum's birthday bash, or was it just strictly American players?
1: So what made it good about Bum's birthday bash is that we had about, I believe, the count ended up being seven EU players, so it wow. had international f- flavor. Mm-hmm. Also, it had the top of the top names that you would want at a major, right? So, the difference. So, this is why, like, the compar- the comparison of which tournament was really harder is hard because, um, couple breaker pardon had the West Coast, right? Plus, a little more EU players, right? It had more of the French players, it had Jilla, it had Kane, it had Noka. Which were those were the three players that was kind of missing at Bun's birthday bash? But what Bun's birthday bash had was, I believe, the stronger Americans. You had the Sage participating in Bun's birthday bash. You had Sonic participating in Bun's birthday bash. And then the player base overall, you had a lot of uppercomers from the East East Coast. You know, ranging ranging from Michigan, Minnesota, you know, North Carolina. You had guys like Shortell. You know, shouts to Shortell. Right. And like those boys participating in the tournament. Man, double wild. Well. Like you had more than New York players. So, that's why, like, it was kind of hard, but at the same time, this one had more of a, like, a brighter field because it had the West Coast, right? You had Gotham Paladin, you had Zane, you had Jake Ryan, you had Reynolds, you know. But then, you look at Bumsberg, I think American-wise, I think Bumsberg the Bash, I think American player base was probably stronger. But overall, I think Common Breaker was stronger because it had those three extra four players from EU plus the west coast so like it's a it's a toss-up if if you if you think sonic is gonna make the tournament the hardest tournament possible you go bones birthday bash if you want the little extra players that did come from eu and west coast then you go combo breaker but i'm just happy that there were two great tournaments nonetheless
0: well you're happy i'm sure like everybody that we were able to get back to doing what it is that we love and that's uh offline events hanging out with the homies um you know just the camaraderie that comes with the FGC, and uh, you know what? Um, let, let's take it back a little bit. When this pandemic hit, I mean, obviously everything had to shut down. Everything, um, you know, just came to a screeching halt. How, um, the Dragon Ball Fighter community, how did they deal with that? Um, you know, did um, everything moved online. But how is the netcode for the game? You know, I'm not very well versed in the in the netcode for that game. How is it that the community in general? Now, I know your you know your main bread and butter is New York City. I get that the East Coast. But did you see anything else from the other communities, like maybe the Midwest and the West Coast? How did the community overall handle with everything having to go online? Is the netcode for the game the best? Is it the worst? You let me know.
1: Well, um, in terms of that question, right? So I think um, so. It was like a blessing and a curse. For, for for the New York players, it was kind of a curse, right? Because um, I will say this: the spotlight in North America, right, up until the before the pandemic, it was one dimensional in the sense that only one group of players was being viewed at the time. Yes. Which was the House of Chaos. Yes, right? yes. We knew nothing about. Not that we knew nothing about. You will come across these names on Twitter, but their talent and all that, you really didn't really come across it. Like, I'll give an example, like maybe Sean Al or, say, like a Jordan B. These are Michigan boys, right? We never really got to see them compete or do anything on the source to really get their name out there. So one of the things was, so the curse was is that we had to play them online in a setting that's not preferable in Dragon Ball. Online is part of, for lack of a better term, it's, it's just not sustainable. We wish it was. We wish we had the Strive Net code or at least King of Fire's Net code. <laughs> that nice little rollback. But, you know, Dragon Ball just does not have that. So, for the New York players, we were strictly offline players. So, online wasn't like really in our DNA. Some of us started online, but once we started going to the house, online wasn't a thing for us. Because every week we had a spot to go to compete against one another and get our practice up, right? We didn't need online, essentially. Because we had a good. We had a good player base, and we and, and based and off each other, we could get so much stronger at the game, right? Where online is not required. So we, right. So so that's the beauty of having a good scene in your city or respective town, you know. And again, it was only one one society, if you want to call it, a one part of the community that was being viewed, which was New York, because you know, Bum, shouts to Bum, really built it off the ground up. It really did a good job of putting the New York Dragon Ball Z scene out there. But then once we fused with the online, we had to deal with these new people, <laughs> and it's not our settings, so we got our ass kicked sometimes, you know, because it's our fault that Lomba is like popping, right? Lomba has a name, you feel me? Which I'm so happy. So this is the this is where the blessing comes in, right? Right. Though it's at the expense of the New York players, right? A lot of new players came to light. A lot of new players, you know. You got Mama Lamba. You know, his name is cemented in Dragon Ball Z history, right? Running the house online for like seven to eight weeks. You know, he did amazing. Um, who else? This Manselex, he started he did compete at majors, but again the spotlight wasn't heavy on Michigan. He he's someone that actually has places before the pandemic hit, you know, and shouts to this Next thing you know, he, he joins the online scene, builds his name and then becomes the CEO champion. Two, two other people has only done this which is Kazunoko and Goichi that's a great list so shout out to him um what's it called so like he ended up eating off the, the, the ability to play online um Hakari well, what can I say the kid went from running online to actually winning the local which, we, which is big if you can win a house these days it's huge and you know he did that against Nitro so it's like the blessing was is that we got introduced to... We, we expanded the horizons. It's just not New York. Now we got players in Michigan. We got players in deeper side of New York. We just put so many players on. And um, that's, that was the blessing of, of the pandemic. The curse was that it was at our expense. We was getting our ass kicked by these stupendous online players. Yeah, but
0: at the same time, like you said, you, you definitely take
1: the blessing more
0: than the curse because it just means your scene gets stronger, doesn't it?
1: Um, Definitely, definitely. Um. It creates a, pardon, <clears throat> a healthier um, it creates a healthier scene for Dragon Ball overall, right? Because it's um, again, now it's not one-dimensional. Now, you don't go to New York or you don't go just to bump streams to see, you know, where where how Dragon Ball is played. It's not just one person. It's not just one part of the community that's lit. Now you got guys in Florida, guys in Michigan, you know what I mean, and stuff of that nature, even Canada, and and, and stuff of that nature. So now yeah so like right now i think um yeah i think it was a blessing for for the online players it was definitely a blessing because they got their name out there
0: right definitely definitely man so uh let's just fast forward a little bit here obviously we're all stuck in our houses um like you said the house keeps the level it does because you guys are all dedicated you guys are still putting in the work um you also have like you mentioned a lot of these online cats who made a name for themselves and they eventually go out and win some locals when some of the things were a little bit eased off. Now, we all know CEO happened, but a lot of people are in agreement that that really was not the return. You know, again, we're uh, coming up to Combo Breaker Twenty Twenty Two. What can you tell us about the Dragon, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter scene? I mean, were they all pumping themselves up. I mean, we all know New York is on a different level of hype and pumping up. We know how, we know how you guys at at the House of Chaos do it. But did you get the same feeling for uh from across the across the board? You know, maybe across the states, uh, maybe across the pond where it's like, okay, man, here we go. This is the first super big offline event. This is where we could all say, everything's back to normal. This is where we're all finally gonna butt heads offline. Uh, again, CEO did happen, but Combo Breaker was just at a higher level. And and um, again, like, what, what, did, what could you tell us about the Dragon Ball Fighter community, you know, coming up to this tournament or, Maybe, just maybe, because I'm going to mention it because you mentioned it before. Obviously, Bum's birthday bash happened before Combo Breaker. But like you said, that was mainly New York, a little bit of international players, and some West Coast players, whatever. But, let you know, again, let, let's talk about Combo Breaker specifically.
1: I want to say, um, I think, um, it's so funny, I think Bum's birthday bash... So, like, before I get to Combo Breaker, I want to talk about how important Bum's Birthday Bash was, too. And you
0: know what, man? I apologize. That's actually a better way of attacking this. You're absolutely right. Because even I said it, Bum's Birthday Bash came before Combo Breaker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Bum's Birthday Bash, by all means, was a pretty big event, especially for that game. He had other games there, but we, we all know everybody showed up for Dragon Ball, mainly.
1: So what I want to touch on when it comes to Bum's Birthday Bash is... um. We realized that at that event, the hype for Dragon Ball is still alive. Because the thing is, um, I did a couple majors before. Uh, before we got to Buns Birthday Bash, right? I went to CEO. Yes. CEO was fun, but he didn't see the heart and the fire. I want to say the players didn't have heart and fire, like to win the tournament, but the vibe, right? But that's and why I you know, said, you know, even
0: though that was, um, you know, an offline event, it didn't feel like it, right?
1: No, it didn't feel like it. Um. It was an offline event. It was an offline event. So, like, I don't yes, want to yes. say that. Only because, like, I don't want to take away from this Masters X win. It's still a great win. 300-plus players. No, 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 of course It's still a uh, to win. I, I'm not, I'm not I mean? saying, turn, you know, it, I'm not
0: trying to take away anything from what Jabaley was able to do with that CEO. But you're not yeah. the first person to say it. It's like there was just something missing.
1: There was something missing. I think it was just almost having no shame because i think we was just too shameful in the sense like i think we, we we were happy that we had that offline event but we was almost a little bit ashamed to show our fire for the game if that makes sense why is that so so um you know first offline true first offline major back you know summer jam doesn't get talked about shouts to biggie um that was a fun dragon ball z event it was a nice return i think it was the perfect return you know and um it was nice that we had chris g for like premiums to return the dragon Ball, right and pride right and faulty to those players so like it was a nice little way to hey let's bring back mate let's bring back regionals let's bring back tournaments and you know that was a good one to come back to right i had fun competing that weekend yes and then um, we go to ceo and i felt like i think people i want to it's hard to explain because i think people were passionate about the tournament they were happy to see it but there was something missing. There was like a fire missing for some reason. Like no player had like that fire in them to be extremely hyped for the tournament, right? And then Frosty, Frosty, um, shouts to Frosty. Um, it wasn't a bad tournament, but you know we didn't get no love. We didn't get no stream love. I think we only, we only got one day of stream, which was top twenty four. Um, the talent pool could have been better for you know whatever. So like I feel like Frosty to me is the weakest tournament so far that's happened for Dragon Ball. Mind you, it had West Coast players, but I right. like I will put Summer Jam over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then Bun's birthday bash came in, and this one had to, at least seven EU guys, and the goal is to make sure at least some of those dudes do not get top eight. And so, <laughs> so no, so, so, nah, nah, that's really that's really what it is. So um, what makes Bun's birthday bash so great is, all right, there's a reason to have fire. We got these foreigners in our country, and we gotta make sure this shit doesn't happen. i part of my language. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, go ahead, man.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah we got everybody sure... who listens to
0: this is a big boy and girl.
1: I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our goal is to make sure these foreigners doesn't get these foreigners doesn't show dominance, right? Because you know, you can lose to the foreigner, you can lose to that one foreigner, but you want to make that's, sure
0: that. Uh, sorry to cut you off there. Does that stem from that? What was it? Ten on ten loss that the 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 U.S. had against uh, Europe.
1: So, the, the thing is, French is our rivals. You know, we're, yes. right now, luckily, we won't. If we didn't win this comma break, I think there will be no rivalry. So now, CEO has a storyline. Can can America still protect this house? Yeah. Because the French. 1 1 right now.
0: That's two out of three, right? It,
1: it's, in terms of majors, in terms of players competing at majors, mm-hmm. yes, it's 1 1. You know, Wawa took Bun's birthday bash. And then, took combo break. Now, this tournament CEO. It's gonna be huge because in comes lab coat, right? And lab coat just messes up the game. This destroys the game and, and makes it this whole new debuff spin to win. That's not there as CEO. So whoever wins, I think CEO, I don't wanna say that CEO will be like the most important tournament, but it's definitely gonna hit I think it's gonna be I I wanna say it's gonna be more on than the other two because the both both tournaments was hard, man. Both tournaments is hard. Bums was hard because of the setting. Because you're in this room, you're in this ballroom, right? Yes. And for why would have win that tournament, man, you got to get the devil his due. dude. Because he was under a lot of adversity. We was talking shit to that boy. <laughs> we was talking shit to that. Mind you, it's all in love with the French. I love those boys. But we was talking shit. And that's an environment that if you could win there, I want to say you could win anywhere.
0: And uh, have, guys, in case you, you don't know, the, um, it was held at the OS.
1: It was at, held at OS, NYC. Shout out to those boys. Shout out to Claire. One directors of that of that building um yeah like if you go in there under that setting under those boys those hundred people just saying fuck this that you feel me you kind of that dude and then combo breaker you know took that and mind you eu was even more deep in combo breakers eu had like 10 to 15 people and you can hear them you can hear them they're not quiet you can hear every single one of those boys they sound just as loud as the 30 50 people that was cheering for for The American players, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> them boys, you can hit them, you feel me. And, um, I think, um, I think what what Bum's birthday badge did is it reignited the fire. it showed that there's still fire in DBFC, there's still like passion in it, right? Right, because that's what I feared going into Frosty. I'm like, that, that tournament lacked passion. I'll be real, that tournament lacked passion. There wasn't really no fire, you know. Shouts to Jazz Rap, though, it was still a good tournament to win, but it's just there wasn't no fire and passion. You go up birthday bash, man. You, you trying to see these boys die, man. Uh-oh, that. Feel you know I me? Mean? I'm trying to get these boys packed up. And that combo breaker was the same. So I hope CEO has that same vibe. Because I know a couple of the EU boys is going, so we're going to do it again. But this time, what makes the CEO kind of more important than the last two tournaments is that this is going to be the tournament without Lavco. So who could really win without her? Is what we're about to see as CEO. So I think that's the story to t- catch, and I can't wait to see it
0: now speaking of lab code uh, 21 this character gets released and everybody realized jesus christ i mean like what what's going on was this tested at all by uh, the developers by the producers uh bandai namco uh, what's going on here when everybody saw the shenanigans that this character was causing um you know i read here and there i'm not going to say i'm the expert on it but a lot of players were turned off. Now, were these going to be players that at the end of the day are going to be sticking with the scene um, full time? Maybe not. But when that character dropped, and like I said, you saw all those shenanigans, what did the community think? You know, did you guys just go with the flow? Um, did it bother you that a lot of potential players just said, screw this, man, I, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this crap in the competitive, um, you know, scene. You know, take us through that. What was the community's, uh, you know, stance on the character? I mean, obviously, listen. Um, uh, she was able to fly at Combo Breaker Twenty Twenty Two. You're telling me right now she's not going to be at CEO. So, you know, g- g- give us some uh, give us some feedback uh, regarding that character and what it did to the community, whether it be negative or positive.
1: There wasn't much positive. Um, the only thing that showed that. Um. Players do really care about Dragon Ball. That's one thing, right? Even with that character out, Bones' birthday bash still got, like, a pretty good to healthy number. Common Breaker also got a real good to healthy number, you know. The fear is that, you know, the EU boys won't come out for Common Breaker. The West Coast boys won't come out for Common Breaker. A character really killed the talent base, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she didn't get to really do that, but then it also falls back on what if we really let her for CEO. What, what, what if we still allowed her for CEO some people might not show up man some people might not show up so you know I'm happy that um you know that she's got banned and, and I'm happy that even during those rough periods you know Bum still got those names right he still got Huck, Huck Haste that kind. but you know he right. has a job at the end of the day he has to compete for Dragon Ball he's a sponsor player for Dragon Ball so he has to compete for Dragon Ball Nitro's another one he ended up being a sponsor player so he has to compete in Dragon Ball you know, so, like, I'm happy that those players still haven't left, but they definitely wanted to leave. They definitely wanted to leave because it's like, wow, this character is better than me. doesn't matter how good I am in Dragon Ball. You have a character in the game that's better than my talent in Dragon Ball, which is so crazy, right? Like, so
0: so, so the character, by all means, you know, she was making a lot of people just even question why even bother playing. That's what you're telling me.
1: I mean, a lot of people definitely questioned it. You know, a lot of people questioned it. You know, even me myself, man. I was just like, I'll just be a TO brother like these. <laughs> I I wasn't gonna go to CEO. Um, honestly, if she wasn't banned, I was gonna try to commentate maybe because I haven't really applied for majors. I only applied for Frosty, but I was denied. their loss. Um, but that's besides the fact. Um, so I applied for CEO and I got the gig, and you know, I'm also gonna compete. So, you know, maybe the 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 competing aspect will be better. There'll be my there'll be more diversity probably in the top eights. So it's just like, God, man, because it, it's never healthy when one character is seven eighths of top eight, you know what I mean? Or six eighths of top eight. You get what I'm saying? So it's just right. like it's, it's, and, and it was like that the prior two tournaments. I think, um, part of Bun's birthday bash, it, it's only been the same one person. Yasha was the only one that made it a top eight without a lab coat at both tournaments.
0: And that's, uh, you know, that's a success in itself, you know? Considering how many you see, you saw that character almost all over the place during that weekend, correct?
1: Yeah, but the good thing is that, um, so the top eights, yes, those players made top eights and they had Labco on their team. They are great players, so they shouldn't suffer from the scrutiny of being carried by 21, right? Because that's also a thing. Some players do get carried by 21. No, I mean, the, I feel like the right players made it to top eight for both tournaments. I think Bun's birthday bash had the right. Top eight players and um, Common Breaker had the right top eight players. Whether they play Lab Core or not, you know. Let's so. uh, talk
0: uh, real quick uh, regarding the community itself. Um, the first ten versus ten, uh, Europe versus the USA. Was that always a rivalry prior to that exhibition? And if it was, you know, what caused uh, you guys and their guys over there to have this rivalry? Was it just you know, like listen, we like you said, it's all love. No, you know, it's all fun, it's video games, that's what we do, but how did that come about, that rivalry? How did it start?
1: It's simple, you had two scenes that were hot. You know, and, and um you had two scenes that were hot, you know, Damascus and Tyrant had built the EU scene. You know, and, and, and you know, they did a really good job building that scene, you know. You come across players like Wawa, Kane, Yasha. At the time Kaiden, you know, he doesn't play no more. Jilla, Noka, um, Kazuga. Kasuga, um silverblades you know those players were they have a roster man they yeah. have a roster and you got like you know but we also have a roster too you know we have nitro june at the time Faulty, pred you know axe mean dragon guy you know prodigy you feel me um yeah yeah explicit so many great players so like you've seen two scenes that have great talent and you just wanna see those two scenes, you know, butt heads. And then on top of that, so the beauty of the pandemic, right? Now we have West Coast players in the mix too. You know, right, it's not right. just Beneath. You got Zayn, you got Alekovich, you got Scientific KOF, you know. You know, I feel like it was a matter of time. Yeah, man, like it's it just made sense for us to rival with them because, you know, we're a C we're we're probably the biggest scene in America right now. Yes, yes, you guys are. And then in, in the whole Europe, France is the biggest scene in Europe, you know what I mean? So I feel like that rivalry had to come to, you know, that rivalry just had to happen, maybe, in my opinion.
0: You know, you're a guy who sees it from both sides. You're a player, and uh, you also see it from the commentator. That first exhibition, what happened?
1: Uh, that first exhibition, the 5v5, um, I think we, got, we just got caught with our pants down. That's so. There was <laughs> that real, sh- real shit, man. Um, so that five v five, right? Um, that was the one that they first did. They picked their all star team, and I think the team selection was bad at the time. I know that was my only grasp. That's why I didn't care if we win or lose. What you mean the
0: I- the U.S. team? You didn't think was up to was up to par mm-hmm. for their no, no, uh for I their mean, team?
1: Nah, no, I'll be honest, because you had too many players focused on too many other things, right? Hook wasn't playing Dragon Ball at the time. The Killshift was playing Skullgirls. Jonathan Tennant was getting third at Evo and Strive. You know what I mean? Cloud is a constant creator. You know, So what Emmanuel, you're saying oh, is the team oh, oh, should have
0: been the- people that were, have dedicated their time to Dragon Ball instead of part-timers. And listen, I, I fully get it. Because in sports... You want the guys who are there 24-7 at the gym, you know, practicing their craft. You just feel, you know, nothing against Hook, but like you said, he was doing other things. He he wasn't fully 100% committed at the time.
1: So the only problem with that, with that 5v5 is that you only have one guy truly focused on Dragon Ball, which is Nitro. And he was barely focused because he was, you know, dwelling on Strive here and there too. He just feels getting life at Evo. But that's still one of the, at the time, the best North American in Dragon Ball. So the thing is, if we're going to do a 5v5 and France is actually going to pick their five best players that are actively playing, you know, keywords, actively playing and their they're five best players, I think you got to pick five Americans that are active and at that time were the best players. So I think we, it was a missed opportunity to not send Coach Steve there. It was a missed opportunity not to send Legendary Pratt there. Those were two active players, right? On the other side, Chris G just finished winning Summer Jam. You could have sent Chris G over there. And Reynolds. And I would take that five over that current five. Honestly, I would still take Hook. I would still take Hook. You know what I mean? I would still send Hook over there. Because Hook, even not in practice, could still, you know, watch those boys. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, I just felt like the kill heart wasn't in there, Man, He played Skull Girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and if Hook and if Sage's heart is not in it, he's not going to, you know, put in that work. is very good as a player. Like, this is not no to discredit those players at that time. It's just, the fact shows that those guys' focus was was somewhere else. It wasn't Dragon Ball. And then you send five, four, three to to four unfocused players to a place. Those boys was focused. Those was five guys that really wanted to kill those boys. You know what I mean? So it's just, I think we picked a bad roster for that one. The 12 v 12 ended up going a lot better. But we'll get to that when we get to that. But the 5v5, man, roster selection-wise, it wasn't good. because um you sent pred and coach steve there because they had the results and they were currently playing the game you know what i mean they were currently playing the game at that time so i think he was supposed to send those two
0: who puts together those who put together those teams at the time was it just a community selection um was it you know maybe a figurehead um, like bum or something like that like who constructed these teams
1: it's the it's the figureheads at Bandai. It's not even the Masters and Tyrant, I think, that put the team together. Um, it's the it's the producers. Whoever produces those like national regionals and all that good stuff. They are the ones that are like, yo, we want this guy, this guy, this guy. However, from what I understood, that roster was selected based off the national based off the national tournaments that happened back during the pandemic. So Nitro got came in first, so they picked him. Originally, Ronald was the original pick, but since he couldn't make it, they, they, they ended up going with the third place guy, which was Cloud. So, they went with first place, second place, third place from the East Coast, and then first and second from the West Coast. Since Ronald couldn't go, they went with eight and then since Cloud was third, Cloud was the replacement for Ronald. So, that's how the team ended up. That's how they constructed the team. And
0: yeah. listen, man, um, I don't need to tell you this, but boy... The, the dragon ball fighter community you know they, they were going hard on on the u.s guys after they got washed over there and i'm glad to know that uh you know you gave us some insight on there about who put the team together and your thoughts on you know let's uh let's send some players that aren't even fully focused on it but was you know were those some pretty rough times um just hearing it left and right. Um you're you're somewhat of a figurehead in the community. You know, you're the voice of the community. Uh did you feel it was unwarranted or it's like, hey, it is what it is, you know, the fans are gonna say whatever it is that they say, especially gaming fans. They see you know, they see um a group of players get destroyed like that by somebody in a foreign country, in this case France. Uh, you know, uh, what what are your thoughts about, you know, just the backlash you guys got?
1: Um, um, one of the one of the things I said after we lost was that um you know for me I'm gonna talk my shit regardless you feel me it didn't matter if we lost there you feel me? I'm gonna talk my shit regardless right right you feel me um I think there was some backlash but it's like fuck it we had to hold it you know what I mean like <laughs> you, you can't really flip it any other way the proof was in the pudding we got smoked by those five boys yeah our yeah. the five North Americans that we sent keyword five North Americans. Not the best North Americans at the time that we sent got smoked. Is what it is.
0: Jeez, man. So let's uh fast forward a little bit. Uh, the the twelve v twelve that was that combo breaker, right?
1: So um all the team battles was in France. All of them was in France, Paris. Right. So the five v five and the twelve v twelve was in Paris. So the twelve v twelve went a lot more better. Okay. And um, you know that one I was fine with you know they they deserve it. They were the better player. Um, I think Team Order-wise, they did it smart. They did it really, really smart. They had the right anchor, which was Yasha. And, you know, once he beat Sonic, it was like, damn, let's hope, you know, maybe a, I had, I was hoping for Beneath. I wanted to trust Steve, but Steve was already in a happy mood. So, like, I had a little bit of faith. <laughs> I lacked faith, for <laughs> lack moment. of a better term. And, um, yeah, you know, and they took it, man. And good to them, you know. Again, like I ain't no hater, bro. If you if you beat us, you beat us. It's the same thing when Wawa beat us at Bun's birthday bash, bro. You, you that dude? Cause the thing is, my always my always my gripe with the French players, right, was that we always went to their hometowns to try to beat them. They never came outside. And like ever since they came outside to Bun's birthday bash, what the hell do I tell them boys? Y'all did y'all thing. you y'all, y'all kind of fucked us up, and you fucked up Sonic in the process. Right. For, so like I can't really tell you anything. You them dudes, but we got our shit. We got we got hours back at combo breaker. I imagine we'll get there, right?
0: You know, uh, speaking of Sonic Fox, for quite a while there, it was always between him and uh, uh, what's his name, Go One, Goichi, about who was the best player in that game. Yeah, hey, Goichi. Yeah, and um, I think you've ov- have obviously sat here and have told us uh, it's fair enough to say that it's just not about those two players anymore. I mean, they are still top players. But this game itself you know has a very deep talented pool of players um, that you could easily say, oh you know what this guy could is you know it's just as big a threat as those two to take down the major and it was and it showed with a uh, combo breaker legendary Pred. and um, even like you said, a uh, Bum's birthday bash, which was as you have said plenty of times here and a lot of people have said it I'm sure acoustics and all them other guys have said it that thing that tournament itself, was just a, a board of like super, super, super talented players that could take down anything. Do you feel going forward that the game is in a good state of mind, if, if you know, if I want to use that term, and like you know, isn't is just in a good state where you feel the competition is back, pre-COVID, you know, the hype is back, you know, just the, uh, just 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 the uh, energy that 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 community was able to bring um you know pre-pandemic let me let me get your thoughts on that
1: so yeah i think we're slowly bringing it back i don't think it's there yet i don't think it's as most healthiest i don't think it's as most strongest but i think we're bringing it back slowly right these majors are really helping you know buzz birthday bash was um just a great like send off you know um how can i put it um imagine uh a, uh a, being shot out of a cannon, like that's the way to describe it. Like, it really shot the hype out of a cannon at Bun's birthday bash, and then it carried on as a combo breaker. Cause there's a story to be told, man. The story right now is can America best France at these majors? Can France best America? So that so the fact that it has a story that's healthy, right? But uh, I think we're still, I think with with the with the banning of a lab coat, right? And another patch, this game could come back to glory. If this game had rollback, I think it will be it will be extremely strong again. A lot of the reasons why people don't play this is is there's no rollback.
0: And that's always the case with a lot of games, isn't it? Especially fighting games.
1: Especially twenty twenty two, man, when you got KOF and Strive for lack of no pun intended, striving. Like a Strive, right? Um I think Strive is a okay to good game. I don't think Strive is like the greatest game ever, in my opinion, right? But look at the numbers they got at Combo Breakout. But you 1, respect people? it, yeah. A thousand people? A lot of that is because I want to say that it's because of online, funny enough. I, I fear that also good online will kill offline. That's my opinion, too, because a lot of people are like, wait. So I could join a good, strong tournament because I have it has rollback the game, right? Right, And right. I could stream and make money while being at home, so I don't have to go outside to try one an offline sweaty-ass <laughs> tournament. I could just do it from the comfort of my home. <laughs> And make money while i'm doing it you know so the the, my biggest fear was that a great online will kill the offline base and i'm all i'm pro offline man i just want to see that that fire that desire that competition you know what i mean if that's not there then you know hey listen man all all you
0: have to do is look at samurai showdown that game's offline is awful and it killed the community you know um some guys here in new york offline the online is awful in wow. that game, you know, Combo Breaker had a really fun tournament for, for um uh, for that game, but it, it, the the online because we were stuck at home basically killed it. You you know uh, it's, you, you you know, can you literally cannot play the game online. It's that bad. Now you know who suffered the worst
1: fate that Summer Showdown because at least in the in, in the history books, um, at least there was an evil for that game. Right? Yeah, you're right. There was an evil. So like it. Technically the game was a success. A game is a failure if you don't make evil. Shout outs to vs. Capcom Infinite. It didn't make evil in its first year. So and mind you that game had good online but this that game was missing something, right? So like that game did never didn't make evil. So I think Samurai Showdown. Online was is a failure, but you know it got an evil.
0: You know, which is such a shame because uh vs Capcom Infinite is a really good game. You know, everybody you talk to, they they love it. It's such a good game competitively, but like you said, it was missing something.
1: For a lot of people, it was the looks of it. So like sometimes, that's why with these games you gotta be careful, man. Sometimes one missing factor can be a bad thing for the game. So I'll give you a perfect. I give you the perfect game that, luckily, is getting a second chance at life. That's how I look at it. That's Grand Blue versus man. It has yes. An evil.
0: Yes. And, and for a lot of people who don't know, that game got a really big-time update for consoles. Yeah. And uh, it, it it might as well be a brand-new game from my understanding.
1: Yeah, and um, that game, it came out literally like probably a month or two before the pandemic started. That's right,
0: before the super close-down, yes.
1: They never had a major, they never had a regional. No. And the all lines dog shit, worse than Dragon Ball so that game almost did not get a fair break and evo was like you know what we'll give you a second chance at life let's see what you could do and there's a scene in grand blue, grand blue versus so bum birthday bash hosted grand blue versus and i think it was either the second or third most interest to join
0: awesome that's good to hear
1: that's good to hear right it wasn't the highest like it was still 40 but you know 40 in the local is still great yeah well that's... for a
0: game that you said almost basically died 40 is amazing
1: it died, and, and, you know, and someone wished it back with the Dragon Balls. That's how I look at it, man. <laughs> you know, it, it, ha- it has a shot at evil now, and that's great. And, you know, you you, you don't want to see these games fail. I don't play Granblue Versus. I don't know anyone in that game. You know, I know Gran, I know lot, weird-ass names, but I'm happy that game got a second chance at life. But then you look at Strive and you look at KOF, those were the top two, like, interests at combo breaker and those are right. two games with great rollback with great internet online and all that good stuff street fighter five wasn't even like i think was his fifth you know it was top five in terms of entrance but like to have street fighter five be fifth and striving kof be like first and second and those are the two games with the rollback with the online so you know it's showing that as much as we fear that online might kill the offline scene you know i think combo breaker proved that that's not the case the guys will come outside because the creators of Strive did support the community by giving them rollback, giving them the opportunity to play from the comfort of their home.
0: Punk, a lot of people were calling him a tourist in Dragon Ball Z, because, uh, as everybody knows, he had that money match against Koo sticks. It was online, whatever, you know. I, I believe uh, they had a back-to-back real quick, and Koo sticks beat him twice. And um, they went and played, uh, I forget, was it a CEO and Punk won. But again, Punk was dubbed a tourist. He was not here to stay. Uh, what did the community feel of him coming in, uh, playing the game? Or was it just all fun? You know, did, they, did the community not take him seriously? We all know he's a top player. But uh, again, he was just dubbed a tourist by a lot of people. You know, the... Was his presence, uh, you know, did, did it bother the community? Did nobody really care? Was it just you? You tell us, man. What what did the community feel of that? Uh, those three matches between him and Acoustics, and did he even have any staying power?
1: So for me, um, I was very happy. Here's the thing, right? Any addition to the community is a great thing. So, so right, that's how you got to
0: look at it. You know, even yeah. if he's a big name, what what's the problem?
1: The problem was that Punk was talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong crowd to do it to, right? Yeah, because um, these kids are prideful. But um, I took Punk serious. You don't play with that boy. You don't play with him. You don't. We played all floor, and he got me. And it was a great set. I think it's a set of your contender. Look, look out for that. Look it up if you want Punk versus Posey. You know, um, <laughs> great set. It is a set of your contender. And um, shout-outs to that boy. He got me 15,000 views on YouTube, so shout-outs to Punk. <laughs> <laughs> you for me, Punk, what, at that time, was almost like the spark plug. We needed that. I'm not going to lie, we needed that. Right. Hell, hell yeah, we needed that. Because um, it was fresh. It was a fresh villain. If you want to call him a villain, it was a fresh villain. He wasn't that bad at the game. He's not bad at the game, in my opinion. It's just, he doesn't know the ins and outs. So Punk is someone... If you can have access to the proper training, you know, this is where online sucks, right? Punk will never be that amazing because of the online and where he lives at. I believe he lives in Florida. It's hard to get great practice, great practice in Dragon Ball from that from that town, from that area. You know, all he has is PC online, and um, right. at the end of the day, my opinion is that PC and PS4 offline is not the same thing. It's almost like a placebo. It's it's not the same thing. Right? So, um... I think if Punk, if he chose to stay in New York for six months, we're creating a beast that might not be stopped. <laughs> you know, and um, for me, I, I was happy, you know, because I, I respect Punk. You know, shout outs to Punk. I, I got to know him, too. Like, we're really cool. I respect the hell out of Punk. You got to respect fire. You can't ignore the fire that man has. At least just in, in the FGC, man. And a lot of people take it as, oh, he's not humble. He talks too much shit. Nah, man, that's fire, kid. If you can't tell the difference, that you're not competitive. This is real
0: shit. I know, but let's be honest. The funniest thing was, uh, look who he, he went up against. And we all know acoustics. Uh, you know, he's the hype machine himself. You know, just talking mad trash. And that phone call after it into Bum and uh, Scambi, where I think they were streaming. It was freaking legendary.
1: <laughs> and, and, and hey, man, that's a moment in, in Dragon Ball. So, like, I think the addition of Punk was great and i hope he does well because one thing that i even love i I fuck with punk even more now is because he actually loves dragon ball like he wants to do good in that game he wants to place he wants to get top eights you know and it hurts him when he doesn't in that game so like i actually want to see the story of punk finally making that climb and becoming that dude in dragon ball like that's something i would love to see because i think he's that's someone that could do it right Cause think about you know he's he does great in Strive he does great and in any game he touches KOF Strive yeah he's multi
0: talented he he's, he's not no slouch
1: a master in Street Fighter Five can win a major at, at, at you know at whim whenever he wants really so like that type of talent man you can't ignore it oh he does great in Marvel three I think he hasn't missed the top eight he does amazing in Marvel three wow. So it's awesome, like the, awesome. the, the guy, the guy is a beast, and um, I'm not no hater, bro. At the end of the day, I want to see him do great in Dragon Ball. I, I think Dragon Ball will benefit from him doing great. Of course. But I hate the fact that he fucks with the fronts, man. Like me and him, guys with the fan ones for that. You gotta cut that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so listen, man. CEO is coming up in uh two or three weeks, I believe it is. Is at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, um
1: it's the exact weekend is um the 23rd to the 27th. So get there Thursday. Come back to come back that Monday. So 24 to the 26 is the exact weekend for CEO.
0: So um, what what can we expect out of the Dragon Ball Fighter Community? Obviously, uh, let's see Bum's birthday bash offline. CEO was offline. Combo Breaker was offline, and now this version of CEO. And like you said, it just seemed like the community was just you know loving. Uh, it felt like it was really really back. All the hype, everything that makes it what it is. What can we expect for CEO and what can we expect in the future from this community? Are they ready to maybe move on to a new game, um, you know, it, it, because of Street Fighter 6 coming out? Uh, what's the community thinking? Um, do they just want a new game? Are they just going to keep going to offline events? Take us through
1: that. So, um, I think um, if we can, because, you know, at the end of the day, so this is my first time really, like, you know, traveling to majors. And I, I haven't, I only miss Texas Showdown so far, and I'm sad about that. I wanted to go. But, like, you know, so this is the one thing I know. It's about being a, uh, a human being in the FGC, right? With so many majors coming up. Right. Look, bro, I can only afford so much. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can only afford so much. And um, I'm happy that CEO would be, what, like my, technically my fourth major for the year. Because Bun's Birthday Badge, Frosty, and um, um, Combo Breaker. And then you have Summer Jam and and ceo in december so this will be my sixth major i'll be attending to wow. pardon myself good, good for you yeah i'm really happy about that I'm ect in 2019 i went there too which i plan on going this year too there's so many events coming up so like i just found out that evo's last day to register july 9th i'm like fuck, now i gotta put up money to see if i can even just register for evo and see if i can even make that trip happen so like i think it's a good it's a healthy stress because it shows that the FGC is still, it, it, it's coming back pretty strong from post-pandemic. Pandemic, Our fear was that the FGC was going to die. And I wouldn't say it's stronger than ever, but like there's some games that's making it seem like it's stronger than ever. You know, Strive getting 1,000 participants. And by the
0: way, that fear was real, man. That, that fear, fear was, real, was real, man,
1: of course. Especially for me, 2020 was going to be the year, right? All right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it was none of that, kid. <laughs> I didn't go <going> nowhere. <laughs> I, I did bandai national regional finals, whatever that thing is called. That's all I did. <laughs> that was my that was my career, and I threw Demonicate, You know that? You feel me like that? Yeah, that was your I, tournament. Um, yeah, that was my tournament, and it ended up being the biggest tournament of 2020, in twenty twenty two in twenty twenty. It was just eight of New York's best players, and um, it's so cool that people view that tournament as like it's just as important as the LCQ because of the conditions that I throw but that's besides the fact, um, and I still get asked to do it, but it's just hard, man. I, I can only offer up my living room so much, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, man, I, I, I like how, and mind you, like, so we're, we're only focused on American events. There's a lot of international events coming up. Right, too, you know, there's right. versus fighting. I believe France has like two, three events coming up with UFA being like the main event in November. I don't know if Spain is going to do something. But I'd like to go to Spain. Um, Japan is still, like, in lockdown, so we can't see those players just yet. Even though they are coming out, apparently one Japanese player came out for of Skogos, a combo breaker. So that's... I, I And won the tournament, so he fucked up Sonic at the kill stage, so that was cool. Pen-pen, uh-huh. shouts to him. And So that's a good sign that, you know, the Japanese are coming. The Japanese are coming very soon, and I hope they do come soon. But, yeah, we got Evil, we got Versus Fighting, we got Summer Jam, we got ECT. Every event counts, man. So it's Every, fair to say
0: that the community, the Dragon Ball Fighter community, is going to be uh, well, you know, the rest of 2022.
1: Yeah, but it also comes to the players. It depends if their heart still in it. You know, this could also be a game that could kill the scene. You know, Labco was on the verge of killing the scene. We saw what it did at two majors, and I think the right decision was made to ban her. So, Good. So uh, to, uh, I'm
0: Trust me, man. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people still don't even understand why she wasn't banned. At those two tournaments, it was... Hey, listen, we're, we're not the ones who make the decisions, right?
1: Unfortunately, Bung's birthday bash had to be the crash test Dummy to see how bad it is. And it was shown how bad it was, but Rick was like, you know what, people are practicing with this character. I can't ban her a month before. I think you could, but, you know, was besides the fact. But, you know, he didn't, and then he saw... Then, see, was like, oh, hell no, I'm not dealing with this shit. I'm not having a four-hour <laughs> top eight. Oh. Top eight took three and a half hours.
0: Three and a half hours for a she game. It slows where, down the
1: game so much.
0: Yeah, for a game where each match usually what lasts what? Less than a minute? That how fast the bare they...
1: minimum the game could go six minutes. As long as six minutes. Wow. And with Lapco in the game, it will go three to five minutes, which is what you don't want in the Dragon Ball Z tournament. You want the matches to finish in at least two to three minutes. Bear the longest three.
0: Unbelievable man. Hey listen Posey I want to say thank you once again for coming to join me to uh, talk about the Dragon Ball Fighter community itself. You know we got a lot of great tidbits, a lot of great information and you know your experiences uh, at all these offline events for them going forward. You know glad to hear that maybe you got a little bit of fire back from it and um, we hope that you do very good in the future man.
1: I'm trying to come out of a pool, Raphael. I got—I know I'm not that bad of a player. I'm just trying to come out of a pool, but but I get hit with these bullshit pools, man. I gotta holla at Khalil, brother. Like, I know we're not the best of friends, but give me a fair pool, man. Come on, son. You can't be putting me in these pools. Even Bum threw me to the wolves. Bum put me in the hardest pool at Bum's birthday bash. It was the hardest pool. My second round of opponent was Yasha. I almost did it to the kid, but you know, I just want a fair pool. You feel me? A lot of these guys be getting fair pools. I never got like a super fair pool. So. Hey, listen,
0: man. Some some players, you know, back in the day, uh, they like to float around things. So maybe you're gonna find somebody who'll float you into a nice one, right? Oh, did I say that? Oh, did I say that? <laughs> 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 Hey, hey, I didn't
1: hear it. I didn't hear it. I the way I did. So oh, listen, yeah, man. Like, man. I, I appreciate the time, Raphael. I, I hope you know of this course. was this was insightful. Just to see, like, you know. So, like, being part of the, the DBFZ community now, I think now we're in a good spot because Labco was banned, and um everyone looks pretty happy. The ones that were doing really good with the game aren't too happy when <laughs> Lapco was out, you know, but, you know, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them, as I always say. Get, oh, get good with another team, bro.
0: There you go. You know, one character doesn't exist. So listen, man, where can people reach out to you, you know, to pick your brain or just have a chat? We all know you love retro games. So guys hit them up if you love it, but you know, let's, let's hear all that information.
1: So I've been, I've been slow on the streaming side, but I want to get back into it as always. I always do this. I'm very consistent with streaming, but my stream is posing 92. I stream retro from time to time and I play. And honestly, I host sessions with, with the strongest New York players in Dragon Ball. And, um, They're always good to watch. If you want to see some high-level Dragon Ball, you know. I'm actually one of the outlets to go see. So, like, if you want to see the New York scene or just fight and just practice, you can come to me at posy92, twitch.tv slash posy92. POSY92. I'm on Twitter, posy underscore 92. So, posy underscore 92. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Twitch, posy92. And that's about it, man.
0: Listen, guys. Once again, I, we want to thank Posey for coming in and sharing his thoughts on the Dragon Ball Fighter community. Again, thank this you was a, uh, yeah, man, this was a great State of the Union. Uh, we look forward to hearing your voice in majors, man. At the end of the month, uh, hopefully, you'll be able to make it out to those events you want to. I'll be, you know, I'll be pulling for you. Keep up the good fight, my man. You know, keep up the good work. Uh, and we'll talk. And we'll talk next time.
1: No doubt, no, man. Yo, is this actually gonna be on YouTube, Raf? I haven't found my interview, man. <laughs> Where's my interview, Gary? I want I I... to like, see if I was talking shit about this guy. My bad if I did, you know. Where that, that shit go? Uh, my... my thoughts is different now. <laughs> I hope this one actually makes it to YouTube. Shout out to KBP, man. Shout out to Retro Station. Good dude over there at KBP, you know. Well, Shout out to man. you, Rob. So thank oh, you. Thanks,
0: man. Thanks a lot, brother. Listen, it was a lot of fun, man. I know you have to get out of here, but thank yeah. you for your time once again, my brother. Guys, this was another great episode. It'll be uploaded soon. Have yourself a good night. Good evening. I hope it's there. All dead. that great stuff, man. What was that?
1: I hope it's
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> Peace take, out, man. Have a good night. Take it
1: easy. Thank you, Rob. You're welcome, nice. brother. This has been a KPB MediaWorks production. (laughs)